Welcome to Unfolding Words. This is episode number 36. If you can't see Jesus, you can still hear him. I'm your host, Antracia Moorings, and this is the weekly podcast aimed at sharing biblical truth to offer light for your walk and life for your soul. Today, we're going to be camped out in Luke chapter 18, discussing the healing of blind Bartimaeus. Now, many of you may know this passage of scripture, but I'm hoping to shed some new light on it for you. Now, this is the last miracle that Jesus performed before his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, restoring the sight of this blind man. And this was a very symbolic miracle based on the timing, because just a few days later, he would be entering Jerusalem where he would be crucified. And it would take spiritual eyes to understand the significance of Jesus's journey. And I'm going to read a few of the verses for you. Luke chapter 18, I'm going to read out of the ESV, starting at verse number 35. And as he drew near to Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging and hearing a crowd going by, he inquired what this meant. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And he cried, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who were in front rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he came near, he asked him, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, recover your sight. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. Now, in this passage, Jesus is in the home stretch, as I mentioned, on his journey to Jerusalem. He's in Jericho, which is about 20 miles away from Jerusalem, when he encounters this blind man in need of sight. Now, the interesting thing is that although he was blind, Bartimaeus knew that something was up by the movement and the sounds of the crowd, so much so that he had to ask someone, what is going on? And when he discovered that Jesus was passing by, he took advantage of that small window of time. And he didn't ask for the obvious, which would be for sight. Instead, he asked for mercy. Bartimaeus called out to Jesus for mercy, calling him son of David. We see this in verses 47 and 48. This shows an extraordinary messianic insight on Bartimaeus's part because son of David is a title for the Messiah and Jesus had not really been sharing who he was up until this time because of the political climate. In fact, there was something called the messianic secret where Jesus would heal someone or do a great miracle. And then after that, he would say, go and tell no one. If you don't count the phrase, the son of David, that appears in Jesus's genealogy in Luke chapter three and verse 31, this is the first time in the book of Luke that the term son of David is used by a person. These words are also shouted by the crowds during the triumphal entry, which will happen just a few days after this. Bartimaeus request for the restoration of his sight was also an amazing understanding of what the Messiah was supposed to do. Bartimaeus understood that Jesus was the promised son of David who came to restore all things, even lost sight. And if you read the book of Isaiah about what the Messiah was to do, restoring sight was one of those things that he was to do. Not just restoring natural sight, but spiritual sight as well, which it seems Bartimaeus already had. Now, Bartimaeus could have asked for anything. I mean, he was sitting there begging for goodness sake. He could have asked for money, 
clothes, anything, a new cane. You know, (laughs) he could have asked for a myriad of things, but his only request is getting his eyesight back when he's asked directly. When he initially asked Jesus, the son of David, for mercy, he's expecting far more than money. And he has faith that the son of David, the Messiah, will grant his request. His cry for mercy shows that he understands that his healing is undeserved. The verb form, which is found in verse 38, which translates the words have mercy, is the Greek word eleo, which means to be greatly concerned about someone in need, to have compassion, mercy, and pity, especially to show mercy to someone, to help someone out of compassion, which we know Jesus had plenty of. Now, what I especially love about this passage is that his cry for mercy is loud and insistent. The word that's translated called out is the word bow. It means to use one's voice at a high volume, to call, shout, and to cry out. And the word translated shouted in verse 39 is the Greek word krazo, which means to communicate something in a loud voice. So Bartimaeus knew how to beg. Have you ever encountered people on the street who are aggressive beggars? Doesn't it turn you off? It makes you a little crazy. I live in Los Angeles and we have very insistent beggars who sit on corners and on freeway off ramps to ask for money and they are not shy about it. So Bartimaeus used his skills as a beggar on Jesus. He knew how to ask for when he wanted. In verse 39, the words translated rebuked and shouted both show a continued action in the past. He keeps on shouting. He will not be shut up. Even though the crowd continues to tell him to stop. And notice, it's not the crowd that's following Jesus that rebukes Bartimaeus. It's the crowd that's leading the way. Those are the ones that are telling him to shush. Isn't that interesting? So when asked what he wanted, the blind man was clear. And the scriptures say immediately he recovered his sight and followed Jesus, glorifying God. I love that part of the scripture. And all the people saw it, even the ones who rebuked him and told him to be quiet. And they gave praise to God. Interesting. The people who rebuked him were also glorifying God on his behalf. The formerly blind man's first action after being healed was to follow Jesus. It wasn't to go home to tell his family, go in the mirror and see what he looked like. No, he wanted to follow Jesus right away. This means that he was now a disciple of Jesus and he joined Jesus's group. So the word translated followed is, let me see if I can get this right, Akulu Theo. I don't know if I got that right, but I'll put it in the show notes, which means to follow someone as a disciple or to accompany them. Bartimaeus provides for us such a great encouragement on how we can seek God in prayer. First, we should come to him seeking mercy, not coming based on our merit. We don't come to him saying, look how good I've been, Lord, or look how much I served. You know, I've been saved since I was a child. We don't come to Jesus based on our merit. We come to him seeking his mercy. Not once does Bartimaeus point to anything worthy he did that made him ready to receive from God. He had nothing but a need and great faith. Luke is showing us very clearly that we are all blind beggars before God. Satan has blinded the minds of the unbelieving that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. That's from 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4. 
We cannot come to God based on anything good we've done. Instead, God has to open our eyes to our true state of our hearts before him. We are spiritually blind. That's just the truth of it. We were sinners who were standing in need of mercy. Second thing that we can learn from Bartimaeus, notice how his request was personal. Bartimaeus didn't say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. Now, according to Matthew, he also has an account of this story. There were two blind men and Bartimaeus could certainly have requested healing from birth, both of them. But instead, he sought God for himself. And we all have to seek God for ourselves. We cannot seek. We can pray for others, but we cannot come to God and seek mercy and salvation. You have to do that on your own. It's an individual thing. Thirdly, like Bartimaeus, we cannot let naysayers sway our faith. There will always be opposition to our faith. God may call you to something that others think is crazy. God may call you to have faith in something that seems ridiculous to other people. Bartimaeus may have been sitting there for ages begging. And someone could have said, Jesus is not going to heal you. He's on his way to Jerusalem. He has a mission. But that did not sway Bartimaeus. He cried out to Jesus in faith and the crowd sternly told him to shut up. But the more they told him to be quiet, the louder he shouted. This was his one shot to be healed. And he was not about to sit there and let it pass him by. He persisted until Jesus heard him. He was like the widow in Jesus' parable at the start of this chapter. She kept hounding the judge until he granted her request. Sometimes we simply give up too easily. We pray. We don't hear from God. We don't see God. So we say, up. Oh, I'll just move on and forget about that request. We've been sitting blind and begging for too long. So we say there's no hope for me, but we have to be like Bartimaeus and step out in faith, no matter how small the window of opportunity looks for us. The crowd could not relate to the depth of Bartimaeus's need, and they try to hush him. His insistence brought Jesus to a standstill and he saw his desire fulfilled. You can make your prayer with the same confidence and trust in Jesus. And Bartimaeus didn't come to Jesus with a lot of words, with lofty speech. He came with a short prayer that we can adopt as our own. He said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. What a beautiful prayer. You can stand before Jesus and request mercy for all of your needs. And like this blind man, when Jesus asks you, what do you want me to do for you? Be clear about what you want from him. Make sure your requests line up with the scriptures first, but be clear on what you want Jesus to accomplish in your life. Even when you can't see Jesus, you can still hear him. Sense his presence and cry out for mercy whenever you need to. He's ready and waiting to answer your prayers. This wraps up another episode of Unfolding Words. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, please press subscribe so that you know when the podcast is available and share with a friend. Join me next week for another edition of the Unfolding Words podcast. Until then, may God's word be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. God bless you.